Hi, I'm Pawi, and you're listening to Rappler Podcast. You're listening to Hustles Inside the Industry, where we talk to professionals and find out how they got here, why they're doing what they do, and what it takes to do it. This is Pawi. And this is Tristan. We are part of Rappler's Hustle team. So join us today. We have comic book and collectible retailers. Sandy Sansolis and Kevin Chan of Comic Odyssey. So, welcome guys. Welcome Sandy. Welcome Kevin. Hey guys. Hey Paolo. Hey Tristan. Yeah, how are you guys doing? I'm going to get right into it, guys. So, me personally as a BG customer, it it is quite crushing to hear about the recent closure of um, that branch at the top of Fully Booked, correct? But I hear that along with that, Comic Odyssey is pivoting to a more uh, digital market. So tell us how customers uh, can keep supporting Comic Odyssey online. Yeah, uh, although it's sad that we're closing the, the Ford store, uh, we, we thought this is the time uh, to to make that pivot to, to shift because uh, in the past months or so since uh, we opened back up, uh, there's been a uh, a noticeable uh, downturn in walk-in, walk-in sales. And uh, same with Fully Booked, they, they also recognized it. So the, the way we always work is we always look at uh, forward six months a year ahead, we see what's going on. And because of the situation, because uh, a lot of a lot of our customers have shifted to delivery services or, or buying online, because of the pandemic, we can't do events, we can't hold any gatherings, uh, we, can't, we can't promote anything. None of the creator signings, none of the free comic book day events, none of the, sometimes we do charity events or Christmas, uh, you know, any, any events, we have to adapt. Basically, I believe to stay strong in this industry, you have to make these changes. It's always been like that in the in the comic book industry. Uh, you either adapt, you, or you change, or you die. Basically, it, it, it's something I think that that was necessary to do, and I had to make this, that decision quick. I know that events are not gonna happen anytime soon, but how? Do you have any plans to like transition or to like bring that yeah. communal spirit? Yeah, we've been doing some online like. Uh, like uh, I guess meetings, and we did a couple. Uh, we, we did one with ToyCon recently, where we basically did the same mm-hmm. thing. Where um, you're talking about the hobby, things like that. It's it's gonna be hard, I think, at least within at least I think another year, because it's just uh, it's just difficult. We've never been in this kind of situation. It's this is this is literally stuff you read in comic books. Sure. Like this pandemic, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I I probably read like some horror yeah. stories from the Why the Last 19, Man, 19, House 19, of yeah, M, stuff like that, or 1950s <laughs> EC stories where you know science fiction, like and then Scarlet Witch messed now. everything up. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's, it's very <laughs> difficult to, uh, even back in April, I was already thinking like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? And what needs to happen? So I implemented a few things that I thought that uh, would help, and it's uh, I, I think so far we're, we're making the right choices, and uh, closing the fort although was was not expected. Uh, right away i think mm-hmm. because because when we opened back up i actually had a bunch of restocks coming in there i was restocking the store and for the first two weeks i could literally count how many people are walking in and in one hand oh, like man. every day yeah. so it's it's uh in a sense it's it's depressing but at the same time i understand people have to be safe you know comics aren't like <laughs> i mean it's not the the first thing people think of as, as necessities you know well for me obviously it is because i'm a <laughs> <laughs> you may but, that's uh, your livelihood yeah <laughs> It's my livelihood, but it's also because it's my passion. It's always been my passion. And so yeah, it's one of those things where it's my passion is my work. So it really, it isn't work. No matter how many hours I put in, it's still, at the end of the day, I still enjoy what I do. So if they make me jump through hoops, I'll jump through hoops, you know? So, okay. So. Anyway, before we return to this, let's take it all the way, all the way, okay. all the way back to the beginning of Comic Odyssey. What is Comic Odyssey's origin story? 
I grew up in California, so I, I was going to college in California. So in between classes, uh, there was a comic book shop near the college, so I would kind of hang out there. And then eventually, uh, I guess they saw me often enough. They offered me a job, but not not for money. They offered me credit for comics. <laughs> so I, I didn't care because I, yeah, I would I would basically work for comics, you know, which I didn't mind. So um, when when the time came to you know, uh, I guess make try to make some money, I. I just had comics. I I tried my uh, my very first convention. I, I've been a, a, attending conventions, but not as a not as a retailer. So I, I tried it, hmm. and it was just like it was just like absolute love. You know, I love it first sight kind of thing. It which, was just which like convention after, was it? Was it just in Los one? Angeles? It used to be called uh, uh, the LA Science Fiction and Comic Convention. Mm-hmm. I think they they're still around, but they're they're at different hotels. But that one that one was like uh, my first convention, and it was uh, at that time it was a, it was a monthly convention. Uh, and this was, this is, this must have been like eighty seven, nineteen eighty seven. So it was a long time ago. You guys weren't even born yet, I think. Um, <laughs> I'll not answer that. <laughs> but yes, continue. But in nineteen eighty eight, um, I basically decided, like, you know what? Uh, because I, I'm a, I guess, a frustrated artist. Right? <laughs> I always wanted to, like, when I see comics, oh, I wanted to, like, oh, maybe someday I can do that and draw. And I used mm-hmm. to draw a lot. But then when the business side got in, I, I was also attracted to the business side of it. So after after a year um, doing the conventions or so, I had an opportunity to open a, a shop. A shop was uh, a space was offered, and um, I basically um, borrowed money from friends. I basically just opened a shop. I didn't know what I was doing. It was uh, this is in October of 1988. I ended up opening. I think uh, at one time I was running four shops. Uh, I also had an extra job on the side. Because uh, at that time I was having a a baby, so I was worried. So I wanted like insurance and all that. But uh, I remember I I remember driving home one day, kind of like hit me. You know what am I doing? You know I'm, I'm gonna have a baby. <laughs> Here I am, like uh, doing all the runs for the stores. I don't have time for my wife. That kind of thing. So it wasn't even a couple of months. I think I I traded one store away. I sold one and I gave the other one away. It was that fast. So I just kept one. It was the Pasadena store. It was in 1995, I remember correctly. Then in 1996, we visited the Philippines. I visited the shops here. We were in the mall. I remember going to Mega Mall. I, I saw, you know, the Phil Bar Bars, Comic Quest. Yep, Comic Quest was oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. I went to Comic Alley in Green Hills. Oh, and gee. I was like, and I looked at it. I said, oh, wow, there's, there's mad for comics here. Then I, I saw how retail was done here, which was like everything was behind the glass. You had to ask for help. You couldn't touch anything. And I said, oh, that's kind of inconvenient, I thought. So I basically talked to my wife and I told her, uh, you know what, what do you think if we just go back and try to do business in the Philippines, right? And she was, she's always been supportive, my wife. So, But it took me, I think, uh, it took me like six months to even open a first shop and a year to open a real shop. So it was hard. I thought it was going to be easy. We went to all these appointments. We went to all these things. It was always a denial here, denial there. We already have this type of store. And I tried to explain to them, I'm not, I know I'm selling the same product, but it's 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 a different way you know it's a different uh there's there's more to it than just than just what you see like literally whatever money i brought was was pretty much gone or almost gone so i was hmm. thinking of already going back because uh this ain't gonna work so we we ended up going to a, i think we did some marketing at um it's, it's, a, it's a place called marketplace in mandaluyong i don't know if you guys are, know where that is hmm. i go in there and there's all these kids and they were just like there's like these two stores selling nba cards and it was packed. It was this is this is ninety six. I was ninety seven. So Jordan was still playing. They were in oh, the playoffs, yeah. and I was shocked. You know, 
I said, oh my God, it just so happens that not only do I also carry comics, I also carry a lot of NBA cards that kept, you know, ton of, you know, sealed product. I mean, you name it, I brought it. I brought some magic cards. I brought, I brought, uh, uh, I bought uh, those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I brought, I brought everything. And th that same day we went up straight to the mall. We asked them, Hey, do you have open space? And when we opened, it was just like, I, I, I tell this to the stories to, to friends and stuff. Like it was like catching lightning in a bottle. What I'm seeing here, it's like the overarching theme of your story. It's really about pivoting, like from having a lot of shops in the U.S. You decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell and trade off the three, and then just keep one. And then after a visit yeah, to the Philippines, yeah. <laughs> you pivoted. So I think yeah, exactly. It's very in line yeah, exactly. with, what with what you're doing right now. Like there's a pandemic. Yeah, I, now that you say that, yeah. Now that I think about, it, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, Sorry, we forgot like, to say that this is a diagnostic podcast. We, yeah, yeah. we teach you yeah, more about right. yourself. Like, uh, it's, sometimes the decisions were made because I felt this way or felt that way, or it might be a business decision. But as as I got older, it became more more of a business decision. Yeah. Like, how do I get better? And I'm one of those guys that I can't I can't just sit still. I have to like, okay, I gotta improve this. If an opportunity comes up, I I will at least try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Those kind of things. I, I've I've uh, I've learned, but I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. It's it's just that's how it is. That's how how the industry is. So when did you start expanding? When did you like get? people to join when did kevin yeah kevin uh, yeah, kevin, kevin, yeah. Kevin, <laughs> kevin actually kevin actually was a customer he's one of those customers that would reserve and not pick up believe it or not Ooh. <laughs> kevin, <tell laughs> no, no, no. yeah so pretty much um you know um growing up in in the u.s so i grew up in florida and yeah i've, I've always been into collecting a lot of things like growing up i collected nba cards i cl collected pokemon cards I, i've gone through comics you know like like most collectors you go through different cycles uh and when i when i came back here mm -hmm. for college um you know, I, I saw the store and I started collecting card, uh, uh, comic books with my friends. And, and, you know, I'm a huge Marvel guy. I love Iron Man. And, and that's where I met Sandy. And like he said, yeah, I kind of flaked out on him. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, was, I was studying. I didn't really have that much money. Uh, I ended up getting like a scholarship and a book allowance. And, and I, you know, I obviously spent it on comic books. Uh, <laughs> so, and, you know, I, I knew from, from the moment that, that I was in college that I, I wanted to get into business. And... And I knew that I wanted it in, to be in something that I had a passion, you know, with. So I, I knew it had to be comics at that time. It, it was, uh, I think it was around 2012. And we were already talking about like, hey, I think you got to, yeah, I think you got to take, um, you know, your website more seriously. I think you got to get online. And he goes, you know what, why don't you try and work with me first? Um, we're about to open a branch in the fort. And I was basically employee number one of fort. I, I was there for like, what, almost two years. I loved it, you know, ended up moving to the Alabang store and then, yeah, from there, we, we basically just kind of partnered up and, and yeah, and now, and now we both kind of handle different parts of the business. You know, Sandy is still with the comics and, and I kind of go off and, and I explore different opportunities for us. Like right now, we, we've, uh, we're, we're running a different website for Funko Pops, um, Pops PH, and, and we, you know, we've been looking into different cards, like NBA cards. And um, basically, we, we just, I think at a time like this, we, we just... I think it's not the best time to sit still and just kind of, you know, get complacent. And it's the best time to kind of like explore and see, see what other things that we can do, you know, so. We all know this and this yeah. is given, but a big like foundation of, of fandom, you know, hobbyism, collectibles, comics and all that is the community, right? And now uh, Kevin's mentioned about spearheading this pivot online and especially with the recent uh, development with the BGC closure. Paint us more of a picture now of what that's looking like 
how's the online business been and how do you maintain that sense of community yeah definitely the shift to online hasn't been like the easiest thing for us it's it's a really big learning experience um we're definitely i mean i wouldn't say it was a hundred percent uh smooth um but definitely i think we're we're in a better position than most other retailers because because i mean i mean since 2012 i've been telling sandy we've had to shift online (laughs) <laughs> so so we've been kind of preparing for it um from an operational standpoint uh, i guess the biggest shift is just really the manpower and figuring out you know how to become more efficient day to day um and and so far i think we've been doing pretty well um uh, we, we've been making adjustments on a week-to-week basis like sandy was mentioning on the comic side we've shifted over to what we call an foc system which is final order cutoffs and basically we just have people make orders way ahead of time and and it reduces you know our risk as a retailer to, to carry a lot of like overstock and, and books that just don't move off the shelf um for the other side of the business like with with um the funko pops with graphic novels like we're really looking at just you know more and more ways to sell our products so like we've been on shop we've gotten on Shopee, lazada um, we've revamped our website we've been doing a lot more online promotions i mean we do live streams at least twice a week now um, so we've been really like super aggressive in terms of just like, you know, making sure that people still have a recollection of our brand. And, and that's been really important for us. And uh, as well as, you know, trying to provide the same level of service that we do. If you walk into our shop, we want to give you a good service and we want to do the same thing, you know, when we translate that to an online experience. Um, actually, I'm a bit curious because um, you mentioned a while ago, right, that there are not that many shops like in the Philippines. I was just wondering, like, do you, do you like have a group of like comic book shop owners? Like, okay, guys, how are we gonna? <laughs> the five how are, families. Yeah, yeah, how are we gonna <laughs> yeah. pivot? Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't yeah. know what the other shops are doing, but we have a we have a pretty good relationship with Phil Bars. We we also, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm in touch with uh with Felix of Druids Keep. The only, uh, of course, Planet X, which is uh my my brother-in-law, but uh, with Phil Bars, they're all great guys. They're uh they're they're young. They're probably your age. <laughs> they're all really? and they're, they're, they're they have, yeah, wow. yeah they're all young. Um, Phil Bars is an old brand, it's the oldest oldest brand, but it was bought bought out by these oh. uh, the, this group of guys, and they're 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 great to work with. They're um, they're open to anything. We did a convention together last year, which is the Super Manila. So we work together, and we work when we have exclusives, we work together on exclusives. So because we know that uh, the market is is it's not that huge you know but it, it has so much potential so we, you know we work with each other when we can we literally like if if they uh need something from me that if they get shorted or something i'll 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 give them have, have extra copies or of wow. i remember we had a, one signing event where we had rian as a guest saturday they had her on sunday and they didn't have enough copies so i give them my copies you know so we help each other out because that's for me that's that's the that's way awesome. going forward uh we, we co-promote we're doing one right now just for Heroes uh, charity event, so we're all part of that. We, yeah. We're not heading it, but we're all part of it. Comic Odyssey, Planet X, and Phil Bars. You, you want to so talk all, about that know, a bit? All, yeah, so the Suits for Heroes is a charity event to provide uh, PPEs for uh, you know our, our health work, health workers. That thing ends, I think, uh, at the end of the month, I think the drive ends end of the month, then we'll be, we'll be releasing the postcards Great. for people that donated. Yeah, a lot of people, not much for a lot, but I know that there are some people who would happily use I'm Polyamorous label to basically justify anything, mm-hmm. to justify sleeping around, to justify not committing, but that flies in the face naman, of how we see it. It's my choice not to be a mother, but I'm not, it's not dissing on mothers. Dissing, yeah. 
on motherhood, uh, right? On parenthood. Like purely person-to-person basis. Oh, oh. I'm Marguerite Leon, host of Rappler's I've Got an Opinion, where I speak to ordinary people who have a lot to say about extraordinary issues. Listen in every other Wednesday at 8 p.m. on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. We were talking about practices, you know, outside of Comic Odyssey and in the industry at large. What is the status quo of comic book consumption, collectible consumption, how much of it is online retailing, how much of it is purely digital. You know, there's there's comic books that you read on your tablet. Um, what is the current state from from both you, you Sandy, and you, Kevin? Uh, as far as comics go, uh, digital really hasn't hurt us in the past, uh, although it's more convenient um, uh, and people have access to it. It's really different when you're holding an actual comic book experience, it's an experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our sales are down in volume just because uh, we just don't get enough reservations as before, because comics are not, not necessities, right? Uh, you need groceries and things like that, for, of course, right? But, uh, for, but for the most part, our demand's actually very steady. It's actually, I feel it's, it's actually coming back now and growing a bit now, actually, because now right. people, because of the final order cutoff system, I can offer more products and now they have a better selection because before I have to kind of like limit what I offer because I, if I feel like uh, this is not going to sell, I'm not going to offer this, things like that. Now I just offer everything. Our online sales have, have really picked up a lot. Our job on, on the comic side is because the customers aren't going to the store anymore, we have to bring the store to them. Yes. So we've literally been loading up <laughs> thousands and thousands of items. Like literally you can check the website every day and there'll be something new. The only thing is we can't have events. We don't have the... I miss the conventions. I miss the yeah. free comic book days of signing. I mean, the free comic day events. I miss the signing. I, I always promote local artists. Always, if I see something, it doesn't matter who it is. If it, if they're doing a cover, or something, I, I try to promote because I, I, I'm so proud of our talent here. I yeah. think uh, aside from the United States, it's the it's the Philippines and Brazil. I think that has the most talent. But that's it. Like. There's a lot of new cover artists coming up, a lot of girls coming up, which is great because we mm, need to. We, yeah, diversity. It's mostly guys in this industry. So when I see, yeah, when I see Rian coming up or Justine Franny, you know, this is a big deal. You, you might not know anything about comics, but you should know something about art. And that's what, it, to me, it, it's art. It's it's just beautiful to me. I, uh, a comic book is art to me. I, yeah. Every comic book I see is art to me. And that, that's what, you know, I enjoy. And so that's on the, that's love- the comic part. So Kevin will explain on the, yes. the collectibles and cards part, and and I like to add lang na even the local comic scene it's like booming. Inutrese, okay, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Stress. It's gonna be yeah, on Netflix too. So yeah, like adaptations of the mythology class. So I think com- the comic book scene in the Philippines. Yeah, we need to get a Trese Funko Pop. That that might it, happen. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I, I mean, on the other side of things, like with all, all the other collectibles, like I think one of the things that I've noticed throughout throughout you know the quarantine throughout covid and everything is just, is i think collectibles are stronger than ever um and it, it's kind of surprising because initially when, when when you know quarantine first happened we're, we're thinking to ourselves like yeah you know people aren't are going to need their money and, and they're not going to be spending on on collectibles it just doesn't make sense right now and and it's been like almost yes. the opposite uh like <laughs> exactly like sandy like sandy said like I, i've been fo- I, I was, I'm, i've been a huge fan of nba cards ever since and 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 you know I handle our Funko, Funko Pop division and and yeah say I mean I, I wouldn't say they're they're as great as it was before but I mean sales are still pretty good and and like I mean it's a it's a topic for a whole nother conversation mm-hmm. but but when it comes to like older collectibles I mean the the market right now is just just insane uh, I, I sometimes I just stay up at night and you know I go through eBay I, I read articles and stuff and and like 
the jump is just wild. You know, when you, when you, when you start reading articles about like Le- LeBron James rookie cards selling for like, like almost $2 million. What? And that's like unheard of. That's, that's like totally unheard of. What? So, and, 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 and the way I'm seeing collectibles right now, yeah, I mean, collectibles, I think, um, yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it's, it's been, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, collectibles has been stronger than ever right now. And it, it's, it's really kind of weird, yeah. but I, I think we can probably attribute it to like, you know, um, you know, with, with the whole pandemic going on, people are kind of, well, one, they're trying to find ways to distract themselves. And, and, and two, they're, they're pretty much like, you know, you don't want to spend money on things that aren't going to make you happy. And, and collectibles make people happy. Um, you know, our very first guest during our, our, our podcast here at the warehouse, um, you know, I mean, sorry, our, our webcast, um, we didn't know what he was going to talk about, to be honest. And he came on, uh, on the show and, and he talked about depression and how Funko Pops help him deal with his depression. Yeah, that's true. And, and so at a time like this, like, you know, I think collectibles are more important than anything, you know, just to, to keep us like happy, to keep us, you know, distracted from, you know, all the problems that we're seeing mm-hmm. every day. Kevin's right. There. It's happening in all collectibles. I've, I've seen it happen to Magic cards, Pokemon cards, NBA cards, comics. I mean, comics are going nuts. Comics are crazy. I mean, stuff that I know isn't rare is worth a ton. I think they're symbiotic, right? Like these these two cultures. Like there's a reason why why comic book stores are also like collectible stores and hobbies. There's a symbiotic overlap between the two. Yeah. Yeah. They. I think they uh, complement each other. I mean, yeah. you can't. If I, if I was just a comic shop, I'd probably be super boring because that's what happened before. Like, I'd yeah. just be a comic shop and there was just like, okay. If, You'd probably be out of business right now, to be honest. Well, pro- <laughs> probably because there's so, much, there's so much choice for people nowadays, especially with technology. In a way, um, the, the collectibles, like kids love Funko Pops. I think um, once you visit the store, okay, uh, I want to I wanna get a Funko Pop. And then from, from entering the store, you get them in the door. And then from there, you, you expose them to this larger world. Like... Even in, in the media we consume, we are seeing more indie adaptations. There's The Old Guard, which was um, an image comic. So we are seeing um, Tresed. It's like the top level, like the Marvel and DC stuff. Big, big companies are done harvesting them. So we are moving to more indie stuff. So how do you see it affecting the comic book um, landscape in the near future? Like, yeah, actually, those yeah. all those all those properties that you mentioned. I mean, they're yeah. they're all helping sales. Like uh, I remember Umbrella Academy. Yeah, Umbrella. Oh, it was a, yeah. It was a so so seller. It was okay. I mean, because it's Gerard Way, so we'd get a lot of girls picking that up. So you know, I, when <laughs> I watched me. on Netflix, I was like, wow, this is this is awesome. And you know, we get people asking for the graphic novels all the time. So now we stock. I remember when when that came out, I couldn't even order restocks on, on Umbrella Academy because Dark Horse were sold out. So yeah. we get all kinds of uh, consumers coming in that, that that's not necessarily the comics, but then when they see the Netflix movie or like the old guard, I've got people asking me for old guard right now because then they realize, oh, it's a comic book. I want to read more about it because when you read the comic book, it's more than the movie. There's more happening than they can put in a movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's great to see like what's uh, all these properties uh, being being adapted into in movies or Netflix you know, uh, series and things like that. Growing up, I could never have thought, you know, it's how it is now, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the industry definitely has has a lot to to learn from what's happening right now. And and if anything, I think that you know, um, I mean, there's there's definitely more awareness now. And I think that 
there's going to be there's con- continuously going to be a more awareness in the industry because of what's happening and, and like like tristan was saying actually that's kind of like one of our little secrets where you know we try to get people in by buying you know like with with, with other kinds of products like funkos and stuff like that and then you know obviously we want to convert them to become longtime readers so i think right now uh where the, where the industry is headed i think we well i mean talking to other retailers as well i think everyone has to work together and basically make sure that we're kind of you know um, breeding the next generation of collectors, as as they would say. So I, I think now is a good time to do that, especially when people, you know, don't really have much to do. I mean, you can't you can't go out and party. You can't go, you know, you know, drink all the time. So, you know, what better time to, to introduce people to collectibles than now, you know? So I think, yeah, I think that's where the industry is heading is we got to figure out how, how to get like, you know, new younger guys and girls to come in and, and you know, collect. So to wrap things up, like you, you, you came from fans you retailers so what would be your last advice to other fans who want to become um, retailers um, open up your shops yeah actually a lot of my customers are already kind of doing that there's a lot of resellers and i i never feel that they're threats they're actually partners to me it's always been like that so sometimes resellers will like they'll say can i leave this for this customer he'll pick it up your store and obviously i know he sold it to him yeah no problem just leave it at the store I see the buying, buy and sell all the time. Sometimes I dibs on that stuff. I like, oh, you know, buy some of that stuff <laughs> or I trade them or I'll offer them, you know. It just, it's just, I'm, uh, we're part of the community. Um, if ever, um, you know, they want something, need advice, I'm, I'm, I'm always here. But of course, I, I, I tell them if they want to open a store, it's, it's a different story. They have to really be, really, really uh, be passionate and uh, maybe a little bit crazy. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. That, uh, yeah, I agree with Sandy. I think um, if there's anything I learned from Sandy, it's that, you know, uh, if you're going to start a business like this, make sure that you're doing it for the right reason. And the right reason is because you love it, you're passionate about it, and, and you know, don't worry about the money, don't worry about all that other stuff. It's just really make sure that, you know, that passion never goes away. I mean, this business, is, is it, it won't exist if you don't have that passion. Fantastic conversation, guys. Really appreciate it. We have one more thing. Um, as you know, we're going to wrap things up now with our play of the week. We talked a lot about work. Now let's talk about play. Any fun activities or recommendations for our listeners to unwind from the busyness of business? I, I think the best way to just like get your mind off of like, you know, everything that's been going on, business and whatnot is just you know, go online, get on eBay, yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, check out what's been going on. It, it's fun, man. I'm telling you, it is. No, no, it, it, it's so much yeah. fun because, yeah, you learn so much about like, you know, like what's going on. And, and you know, you kind of relive your childhood, too, because you start seeing things that, that people are selling. And you're just like, man, I, I used to have this, you know, it's it, it, it's it's for me, it's really like a relaxing way to spend the day. <laughs> to just kind of like, you know, go browse eBay, you know, read articles like online about stuff like that. Um yeah, it's kind of like window shopping, but you don't really have to buy anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, at all. So, um, for me, I think that that's that's really a, a relaxing way to do things. And you're still learning something and, you know, remembering about your past. <laughs> I'm actually going to go next because mine is super relevant and it's super relevant to what we talked about. <laughs> um, so, I've actually, uh, for a while, I've kind of retired from at least collecting comics, like religiously. I don't really keep up. Uh, with the canons of of any storylines anymore um but uh what what really struck me earlier was i think sandy mentioned that kind of collectors are collectors forever right and 
you kind of just like rotate through different cycles. So so my cycle throughout my twenties was actually you guys know Mondos, Mondo posters. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those are expensive. Oh, yes, yeah. they are. And and it re- yeah. and this is how it relates to Kevin's thing. So Mondos are kind of like my stocks right now. Um you know, you also talked about how during pandemic you thought people would spend less, like a lot of people thought. And then if you've been paying attention to world financial news, Robinhood, like the investing app, has been blowing up because people don't know where to put their money. You can go mondoshop.com and that's the best window shopping right there. So if you're like me, if you're a, if you're a cinephile slash fanboy, they are specially commissioned movie posters by top artists. Um, and they only print about like maybe 200 editions. You have to click on the link as soon as it's published on Twitter and they sell out within like the first two minutes. So I have a, I had about 16. And what I did during this pandemic, Kevin, is I started forming a spreadsheet um, of them. And then I started calculating, I went through eBay <laughs> and I started calculating like the average prices of which each post. You made something geeky on Yeah, I made something... <laughs> I don't know. I think I made something geeky, geekier in a sense. But but just for reference, someone is selling one of my my Pulp Fiction, which is one of my prized ones. Someone's selling that on eBay for like two thousand dollars. It's ridiculous. Ooh. I got it yeah. for seventy bucks. So so yeah. So Mondo posters and managing. Yeah, not a bad investment. It's it's like art. It's art. It is art. Actually, Mondo posters are art. It's re- it's relaxing, right? I mean, going yeah. on eBay, checking stuff out, it's relaxing. Totally. Passes time. All right. Who wants to go next? I don't do yeah. this as much as I used to, but it's basically <laughs> what I do. I, I read comics. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, uh, I haven't been following any of the current storylines, but um, I love Calvin and Hobbes. So oh, uh, awesome. that, that's, that's yeah. a comic strip. So I, I first read Calvin and Hobbes, I think, in 1987 or 86, around then. And it was just like, it was just so funny. And when I read it now, it's the same thing. And I, I just wow. laugh and laugh. It's just uh, so th- th- I I would recommend reading Calvin and Hobbes if uh, if you have access to Calvin and Hobbes. But yeah, it's it's basically just reading comics from when I have the time. Tristan, it's me another. Oh, I read The Old Guard like I mentioned a while ago. <laughs> oh, right. Okay, I got to check. Yeah, it out. but uh, but I like the film better. Siguro kasi like Greg Rucka, he's the he's the writer. He also did um, Gotham Central and. Mm. One of my favorites, Wonder Woman, Hikateya. So he he also wrote the screenplay. So I think writing the screenplay, he got to uh, rework some stuff. So it, some things were better, like the second time around. So I, I watched that and read the book. And then I played Ghost of Tsushima. So, yes, um, yeah, that's true. Like, <laughs> that is my play of the week too, what, yeah. What I'm playing. So yeah, this time it's Ghost of Tsushima. Kurosawa mode. Kurosawa, Kurosawa mode. It's like it's like for OG Assassin's Creed fans. Like Assassin's Creed, is, it's so different right now from how how they were back in the PS3 days, like the Ezio games. So now it's it's more of a spiritual sequel to the old Assassin's Creed games than the newer. Games, yeah. That's true. I know you guys are definitely younger because I don't know anything you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better be taking notes, Sandy, because like, Kev- Kevin's like, all yeah, over brothers, this. Uh, you better Galagos, be taking Centipede, notes. Centipede, stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's like all Latin to me, you know. <laughs> but it's good. It's good to see you're enjoying it, Tristan. It's good to see that because everybody has their thing, right? Everybody, like you know, everybody has their happiness. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the theme of today's topic. So, yeah. so guys, that was a super fun discussion. 
thanks thanks for sharing your your passions with us and uh letting us share a bit of ours um where can people find comic odyssey online kevin uh don't forget to plug in the the pops website as well uh yeah uh you can you can uh uh access us online through our website at uh, www.comic-odyssey.com uh, uh also on our facebook pages just comic odyssey and uh yeah that's it uh, with with kevin mm-hmm. Kevin has. Uh, uh, ahead, yeah, Kevin. you can find us on uh, our, our Funko Pops at pops.ph um, and Facebook, Instagram, Pops by Co. Uh, and also, you can find us on Shopee and Lazada. Uh, just look for Comic Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Suits for Hero Heroes is. Uh, yeah, it's just ongoing until the end of the month, I believe. You can just search it, uh, hashtag Suits for Heroes, and uh, there'll be a website for that. You can just click on the website; all the information's on there. Great. And oh, by the way, for every for every. Um, Peso you spend, we give fifty percent back in back issues at the fort while we're open till the end of the month. <laughs> so, so okay. if you spend a thousand, if you spend a thousand, you donate a thousand to Suits for Heroes. You go to the fort and get five hundred pesos worth of uh, of uh, books from the bins, and the bins are on sale at half off. Ooh. So it's like getting it's like getting a thousand back. Wait, sorry, that, that's right now <laughs> at like here in the fort. Sorry, I'm I'm in the fort yeah, yeah, right so, now. Yeah, what's going yeah, on? Yeah. Like, you, okay, yeah, I'm going. Because <laughs> we already have a sale at the fort. Yo, what do you want, Tristan? Bins. I'm I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. Fifty percent off our bins. And then if you donate, you basically get your money back. You know? so everybody wins. Thanks, guys. So there. So you hear that, everyone? Um, comics and collectibles for a cause. Again, thank you so much, Kevin, Sandy. Uh, Misha is muted, but Comic Odyssey people. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. Thanks, Paolo. Thanks, Tristan. And thank you for listening. If you haven't already, please stay tuned to Hustles Inside the Industry on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Oh, and before you go, if you or anyone you know is a professional in a bold and exciting industry, we'd love to hear all about it. Email us at hustle at rappler.com, H-U-S-T-L-E at rappler.com for your chance to be the next guest here on Inside the Industry.